Mandatory vaccinations, vaccination certificates, closed borders, mandatory lockdowns, quarantines, masks, fear-based reporting, state of emergency procedures, rockstar premiers, trading the illusion of safety for freedom, and no real-world advice or talks about heart disease, lung cancer, or alcohol-related deaths or diseases. That is where we're at right now. That's that's what we're going to talk about a bit today, man. And I'm sorry that it's heavy, um, but I, it's on my mind. I got, that's what I'm talking about with people. Uh, that's what I hear people talking about. It's a massive issue with work right now. People are going to lose their jobs. People are losing their jobs. It's already happening. Um, people are being forced to make hard decisions that really goes against their morals because of fear and because of being bullied into it. Uh, they are being bullied into it by by the government and by a certain industry. Um, and then, look, I'm no activist um, by any stretch of the imagination, but this is just something that you have to talk about. It's being talked about and it's happening right now. And like I said, trading our freedom for the illusion of safety because this this disease, um, for starters, isn't what it was thought to be when it first came out. Um, the, the numbers do not stack up. The numbers are out and they don't stack up. You're talking about about a 03 to 0.5% mortality rate after infection. That's it. And they're all, you know, nearly all, I think 95% with like four comorbidities plus, okay? So, yeah, there's there's vulnerable people that need to be protected um, from this thing for sure. Um, but they're getting crazy now talking about um, who's got to have the vaccination, uh, kids, you know, for starters, um, forcing pregnant women who are working to have it. There's no data on what you know, on on the effects on pregnant people, and they're going to force them to have it to keep their jobs. And like anybody that listens to this podcast knows that, look, I've, I'm double vaccinated. So is my wife. She vac- She's an immunizer. She she gives these vaccinations out and knows a fair bit about what's going on. Um, so I'm not an anti-vaxer. I'm I'm pro rights. You know, and that's what I am. I'm pro human rights. Um, especially in, in this country, and it's just scary to me to see us trading away freedom, our freedom, our liberties, um, out of fear-based decisions. So, look, let's—it's going to be a little bit heavy. I apologise in advance for that, but we got to talk about it. Hey, you know, brought, brought, I brought you in with um, um, "Sleep Now in the Fire" by Rage Against the Machine for this episode, episode number one hundred and six. Um, and that's that's you know a good a good protest song. I was looking for a good protest song, something that wasn't too on the nose. Um, I actually tried to get. Uh, I actually thought about playing uh, "Freedom Isn't Free" from the Team America soundtrack. Uh, I thought it was funnier in my head. And when I played it, it was very subtle and it takes ages to get to the punchlines, so it wouldn't have worked for an intro song. Um, but that's exactly right. You know, we are giving up. We're trading our freedoms right now, and and I believe that a lot of it is because of misinformation. So, um, I suppose we should rewind a little bit uh, and just see where we are right now. So it's Sunday, the twenty fourth, I think twenty fourth of October. On Thursday, Arvo. Um, 
Mark McGowan uh, put out a statement saying that you know seventy five percent of West Australian workers are going to need to be vaccinated, double vaccinated. The the finish there's a couple of deadlines, but the end deadline is by the end of January twenty twenty two to be able to work in their industry in WA and other states are doing very similar things at the moment as well. Uh, this comes after the mining sector had already put out its deadline of January the 1st to be double vaccinated, which affects, you know, I'm not in mining, but we contract for a mining company, um, obviously the big one, BHP. Um, so that affects us directly. And again, I'm already, I'm already vaccinated. I already knew, I didn't know that the people's jobs were going to be at stake, but I already knew your freedoms were going to be on the line for this vaccination as far as travel, um, you know, and where you can go in, interstate and wearing masks and all that kind of crap. Um, so I went ahead and got it. And I'm not, I wasn't really worried about the vaccine itself anyway. Um, just sort of being more pissed off about the way the whole thing's been been handled and it seems like a lot of governments are handling it the same uh not a lot of information not a lot of like real information trying to hold shit back from people and in today's day and age i just don't think that's a wise move because the the information gets out anyway they're trying to call it misinformation and then all the conspiracy theories pop up and um I just don't think that was the way to go. People want to know the truth and they, they want you to tell them the pros and cons about things so they can weigh it up for themselves um, because it's been pretty clear that the truth is not being told. Um, Australia, uh, we're more conservative and sort of very like, uh, you know, a bit of a whack with the stick and we seem to get in line. But over in the US and parts of Europe, they're really been um, – uh, fighting this thing a lot harder and there's bigger numbers of people and more data and stuff coming in as well. But uh, but it's been clear that um, the social media companies, generally very left-wing in their polit- political views, have been silencing people for um, going against the narrative, people who actually quite often know what they're talking about, giving statistics about the vaccines and about other options outside of the vaccine. Those people have been kicked off, you know, Twitter and some of the other bigger and YouTube and some of the really big social media platforms for spreading disinformation. That's a whole other conversation about the freedom of, of speech and and how um, the social media companies have basically found a loophole where they can they can work outside of that, that, that idea of freedom of speech. Um, but... People have been silenced for, for giving out real world numbers and figures, so that's that's an issue. And the people giving the vaccinations, uh, you know, the, the health, the medical professionals in this country really only get fed one line of information as well. And it's just so it's just dodgy, basically. You know, uh, there's a lot of information out there right now saying that. Um, the vaccines, I think there's a different efficacy rate for all of them, but generally the, the general consensus is like between three to five or six months, they really start dropping off the, the efficacy of them. And by like eight months, you're kind of at the end of the the efficacy period. You get a booster in as well. So now they're talking about this this third booster, um, which there's no information on, there's no data. There's, the vaccines weren't developed for for to, to have multiple shots within a, a 12 month you know period and that's what they're going to start doing now especially for frontline like health workers and school teachers and all those kind of people in the front line and and that's for one is kind of dodgy and again in australia we seem to be behind the whole curve but 
um, we're also our laws are, are way stricter than in anywhere else in the world as far as our lockdowns. They're all talking about Australia and calling us a prison state and talking about how we're still in lockdowns. Melbourne, the most lockdown city in the world. Uh, this mandatory quarantine still, yeah, still this mandatory quarantine procedures. Uh, one sniff of a case in a city and they're locking down the, the entire cities, especially old Mark McGowan. Uh, it's just kind of crazy now. We're like 20 months into this thing and we're still behaving like this fear-based system that the, the, the rest of the world adopted at the very first, you know, the first few months of this whole thing. Um, and the Australian people were just taking it, just eating it, you know. It's probably taken me a long time to really get pissed off about the whole thing because living up in Port Hedland, it hasn't really affected us. Um, it's just you've just watched it play out in the background, and I'm you know probably guilty of really only being interested in what's happening directly in my own my own sphere. A lot of the times, you know, I get busy enough with what I have in front of me. So, but I guess the fact that now the mandatory vaccines we're going we're losing guys at work, and and I think that's happening through all industries across the board. Um, seeing people make big decisions based on poor information and having dire consequences for those decisions has been, you know, it's stressing me out a little bit, to be honest. Um, and not like I am not, obviously I don't know fuck all about anything. That's the whole point of this podcast. I'm just a bloke that talks about shit he thinks and feels. But there's some pretty good information out now outside the general narrative that you're getting and from both sides as well of the coin. There was two podcasts in particular I recently listened to um, the, on Joe Rogan's podcast. He had on Alec Ber- Alex Berenson, who was a, a, like a journalist from the, the New York Times once upon a time. Um, and he's been kicked off Twitter for, for spreading uh, – Statistics about the, the back, about the vaccines that were were against the the common narrative, the popular narrative, um, and he really just goes into all those numbers about about infection rates among the vaccinated, which are still high, and how they can still transmit, and the hospital rates and death rates of people among the vaccinated, which are again quite high. And it's pretty, it's not black and white; it's quite nuanced because. You can say things like 97 or, or I think it's 7 out of 10 people in Israel that die from COVID are, vac- are fully vaccinated, but they're also in the older category and there also is like 90% vaccination rate over there or something. So it makes, you know, there is nuance in that conversation. It's not just black and white. There's going to be more people vaccinated who are dying when most of the people are vaccinated and the, they're all in the older, all the older um, age group are definitely vaccinated. So that kind of makes sense. But there is some other statistics coming out of the UK and Israel and shit where you can look at the numbers and go, okay, it's not what they told us it was. And they know that. That's why they're now talking about third shots. And then you look at the FDA who have not approved it at first. And then they did approve it. And big wigs from the FDA in America left the board like two weeks after that decision and all this sort of dodgy, shady shit that's going on. And, um, and again, people getting silenced for giving out information. Like you should understand the things like um, the fact that it, it maybe isn't as, as um, effective as was first thought to be, but also the disease isn't as bad as first thought to be. And there's another big problem where we, again, haven't really experienced this in Australia with such low cases, but around the web. But I think, I think eventually the idea is, and Mark McGowan even sort of, uh, alluded to this fact that the, the, the COVID's here to stay 
we're not going to stop it from spreading. So we want to get everybody vaccinated and open up and, and basically get used to the idea that it's going to go through, it's going to be community transfer everywhere through WA and everything. So eventually, basically, we're all going to be exposed to it at one point or another, like the flu. So there's things that we can put in place in the meantime before we just get over it, like um, antigen tests and shit, which would mean obviously you have antibody tests, which would tell you if you've had the virus and then you have your own antibodies now, which gives you like, if you listen to Rogan's podcast, I'm sure you've heard all these figures thrown out a bunch, but if you don't, there's, it's something like 13 times the the um, protection you get from the antibodies developed after actually having COVID than you get from the the vaccine itself. So you, if you've had it already, you, you're way more protected than somebody that's just had the vaccine and hasn't had the virus. But in places like Europe and America where there's been, you know, heaps of community transfer um, spread, they're not allowing people to just produce a- uh, antibody tests. They're saying you still have to be vaccinated, which doesn't make sense, obviously, when you think about that. You've had the virus, you're more protected than a vaccinated person who hasn't have it, had it, but you still have to have it to do X, Y, and Z. That's not logical, not fair, and it's not scientific. So that's bullshit. Uh, and that'll be the case here eventually. We'll all be exposed to it and people can, can show that they've had the virus and have higher antibodies. And the other thing you can do is an antigen test, which it's, you know I'm just regurgitating things I've heard here. I obviously don't know this personally, but apparently what this is is an antigen test can tell you when you're um, basically when you're uh, contagious. So if you were to do an antigen test, it'll say, oh, you know, you'd get a reading. It would tell you that you're, you're contagious at the moment if you had the virus. So you don't go out. You don't go out because you're contagious for two or three days, whatever it is, until you get you know clear numbers on the antigen test, and then you can go out. And if you're not sick and you've been, you can go out, and you're not going to spread it to anyone. That makes a lot of sense as well. So yeah, the vaccine has got a place, especially for all the older people. Like they should definitely be having it. Uh, they should probably have the third one too, by all accounts at the moment. You know, because the high risk group and all that, other people who are in high high risk areas. But like, not every single person should be having it. But that's what's gonna happen so where i sit with that right is this this is the in my opinion right this is my opinion this is the wrong fight here in australia this is the wrong fight to have this not getting vaccinated fight it's 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 bullshit i've just gone on for five minutes about why it's bullshit but um but you're not going to win that battle. They're, they're fucking with your work now. They're fucking with people's work in the industry now. So you're not going to be able to go to work. You're not, be, not going to be able to travel and cross borders. You're not going to be able to go overseas. You're not going to be able to go to certain pubs and clubs and casinos and restaurants and hotels and all sorts of shit. There's going to be all these restrictions put on you. And it's bullshit. I'm hearing you. But it's it's done. It's a lost battle. That's happened. There we're still under this state of emergency, you know, um, uh, which is bullshit as well. Which which means they can do whatever the fuck they want in the name of the public safety, and there's no recourse for us. There's just not. That's where we're at. Um, I have always believed that the the lockdown should have been more strongly protested here in Australia. We should have said fuck you enough. Um, which I probably tried to do over east and didn't get very far. But my my strong, strong point of view on this is that the the vaccine battle is lost for people who don't want to get it. You're going to have to get it. The battle is next year. 
that's the battleground, right? Next year, we get our 80% vaccinated, double vaccinated across the whole country. Um, all these people have still got jobs because they've bent the knee and got the fucking vaccine. And then we say, we did what you wanted. We got 80% vaccinations. We want all of our freedoms back. All of them. Fuck you. Pay me, basically. Everything. We want the borders open to all countries that are um, compliant with the vaccinated rates. We want all our borders open. We want no more lockdowns. We don't give a fuck if there's an outbreak in Perth. It, it's, we're vaccinated now. It is what it is. We'll deal with it in the hospital systems like normal. We don't want masks. We don't want none of the bullshit, mate. We don't want any of the bullshit. We want all our fucking liberties back. You've held us under the boot. It'll be 24 months by the time we roll around to March, April next year. It needs to fucking end, man. Businesses gone under, people's livelihood gone, jobs ruined, fucking people's lives on hold for years at a time. People who are a retired age and, and might have missed their window, like my parents, to go travel the world and see all these places like Canada and America and other parts of Europe they haven't been to. It was their dream for years and years and years, and they waited and waited and worked their asses off and put all their money away and did well, and now they got to a point they can't travel and they're not going to go to those countries now. Um, because the economies are fucked and and the, and the they're, they're scared of getting this bloody thing. So um, we need our lives back, mate. We've done it. We've done it. We've done everything you wanted. We did, we did it all. And and next year, I really hope that Australians stand up, mate, because we have been we, we have just gone down with a whimper over this whole thing. And I'm not. Um, Again, it's really easy for me to say this, being from Port Hedland, it not really directly affecting me, only it inconvenienced me a handful of times over the last 20 months, but sitting back and watching it from afar, um, I, just, I just think that it's, it's we need to stand up and, and say enough's enough. Um, and the thing that sort of scares me the most out of this whole thing is, is like how easily we've, we've not just accepted it, but embraced it. You talk to normal everyday people and they're like, good, yeah, keep the borders closed. Yeah, fucking, yeah, make everyone get vaccinated. Yeah, this and that. And they're just eating it all up. Like it's, 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 that's your, that's your freedom and your liberty and you're letting other people dictate every move of your life based out of fear that's what that is man and, and i didn't think that we would swallow it so easily but we have man we really have um and that scares me that scares me we're supposed to be in a time where we're moving away from from just eating whatever the government's uh put in our mouth um and not asking any questions we're supposed to be moving away from that where we we have more information now. We have more, more data and more ways of sharing information between each other, and, and we should be connected and, and and joining together and and getting our own reality and our own information, and, and not just swallowing it all. I understand the initial response, and I've, there's been a series of events that led us to this point where we are right now, and it all seemed to happen so quickly. But honestly, this has got to be it, man. It's got to be it. I don't mean to go on a big rant. I'm sorry if I'm ranting here, but I, I just we gotta we gotta break out of this bullshit, man. Um, you know, next year it's gotta it's gotta move on, and and it starts with people getting their own information outside of what the media um, feeds you, man. I, I I've said it a bunch of times already on this podcast. I really believe that we've traded off our freedoms for the illusion of safety, and I think a lot of that 
illusion comes from the misinformation that's been fed to us through a bunch of different times of types of traditional media. I am not into traditional media; haven't been for many years. Um, I got off. I got off the free to uh, free to air or, or the the commercial radio stations years and years ago, and didn't really watch any of the commercial TV stations a long time ago either. I was a Triple J guy, and I was more into movies and t- and and my own TV shows or or nothing at all on TV, just my music and shit like that. And then you know you've got streaming services now and YouTube and all that, so you can really avoid free to air altogether. Just watched it for sport or whatever. Um, radio stations are the worst I don't watch news I have not watched I've never watched news You catch glimpses of it here and there I do try and get Bits of information From different news sources And then other Like forms of media And um, and then Trying to make my own Decision up Based on A bunch of different uh, Sources But only for me The best way of getting All information Is, is through podcasts You hear a lot of more Candid discussion In long form break Breakdowns of situations and, and what's going on And it gives you And you can hear The the, the, uh, the um, unfiltered Long form As I said Opinions of professionals on a, on a situation Try and get People from both sides Of the coin And then make your own Decision up from it And I just Don't think enough People are doing that And it's the The option is there I think that That Commercial radio station, the bullshit adverts on TV, and the and the the junk food TV that they're feeding you, like Farmer Wants a Fucking Wife, and fucking I don't even know what's on anymore. Master Celebrity Master Chef, fucking I couldn't even rattle off the names, but I know that they're out there, and you guys know what I'm talking about. Gogglebox, watch a fucking TV show about people watching TV, like fucking junk food for your brain, man, keeping you dumb. The news, which is just all about sensationalist news, the shit they put on the news, it's all about getting a headline. And in the in the papers, it's all about the headline, and they try and clickbait you. Even if you're not on the internet, there's still the same technique that's used. Um, it's all fear based. It's all biased to whichever way that channel sways, and quite often left wing sort of you know um, politi- politics. Um, it, it's it's all feels like it's all got the goal of just keeping us uh, content and simple minded and really not thinking too much about things outside of the box. And then when something happens, the shit hits the fan. They've got you in the palm of their hand, and all they need to do is just feed you little bits of fear and tidbits of information and 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 make out like they have the solution. You just have to sit back, give up all your freedom and all your control, and we will guide you through this fucking thing. And that's We've just swallowed it up, man. Um, fucking bullshit. I just think that people need to get their information, their own information. They get it from me. I'm a fucking idiot. But at least take that one bit of advice and go and find your own information out there in the world. You know, you can Google shit. Yeah, sure. Google's going to feed you the search results that the people who run Google want you to find. So if you didn't know that, that's a thing. Maybe look at using another search engine. This isn't conspiracy bullshit either. This is... Real world, mate, and people. Who, that's another thing. There's conspiracy theorists out there. I'm not one. Um, there's real life conspiracies that are happening, and then there's people who think that everyone who thinks anything is dodgy is happening in the world is just an idiot conspiracy theorist. Well, you're a fucking idiot if that's your opinion, because dodgy shit's going on, and they rely on people like you who just think, "Nah, you're fucking crazy. It's all fucking bullshit." <laughs> As if they're doing that, they rely on you muppets to just. Fucking take control of people's minds and feed them the information they want to feed them. That's a rant. Sorry about that. Didn't mean to go on a rant. Not talking to anyone in particular there. Just an imagined person in my mind. But you all know what I'm fucking talking about. 
shit happens, all right? The Google thing's real, and it's other fucking uh, search engines as well. I hope you can't hear this caravan clacking around at the moment because it's a bit windy outside, and I can hear things clicking and clacking in the background, especially as I'm getting animated and moving around a lot. But, mate, you've got to get your own f- f- fucking information. So, p- case in point. Point in case? Case in point. Have you say that saying? Told you I'm an idiot. The two podcasts I listened to recently... Rogan's podcast going deep diving into the vaccines, right? One was Alex Berenson, and I told you about him. He never said anything about the, the vaccination being dangerous. It was about its lack of efficacy and how the FDA hadn't approved the third vaccine shot and the numbers of people who were still getting infected and reinfecting people and blah, 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 blah. All the shit that no one else is telling you about, okay? That was what it was about. Um, and again, he had a week later, Dr. Sanjay Gupta, who's like the CNN uh, medical... Um, correspondent who's full pro-vaccination and a smart dude knows what he's talking about. He came on and and argued why you should get vaccinated and all the pros for it, right? And made up some really good points as well. Had to concede some of the numbers and figures that had previously been discussed by Alex, Alex Berenson, but it wasn't, you know, it wasn't uh, one one outlet of information saying don't do this. And I'm like, yeah, that's fucking true. Someone said something, so I listened to it. It's it's listened to a couple of different sides of the coin. See what was disputable, and okay, maybe we need to look further into that. See what wasn't disputable by someone on the polar opposite, and go, okay, well, there's some, that's pretty reliable truth. See the other person's point of view, and go, okay, well, fair enough. That tempers some of the things that I heard from the other guy, and you can kind of find some middle ground to to make your mind up on there. And that that's how you have to get your information get your news make your decisions about everything especially these people who are fucking gonna lose their jobs quit their jobs and shit man because they have to get a vaccination they know nothing about they just nah you know i'm not fucking doing it and that's not their fault it's the fault of well it's partly your fault you have to take responsibility for your own education your own responsibility of of what you know in life and the decisions you make sure but they've been fed bullshit by our fucking media, not giving them a, 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 a fair run on what they fucking tell them, telling everyone to get the vaccination, and then all you hear is dodgy shit about it, and um, they don't hear any real numbers. The government definitely not been up front with people. Um, and, and then and they're, they're sceptical about getting it. On the other hand, the guys I know who have been real sceptical about getting it, like guys who are really good guys, mate, is what stressed me out, but it's kind of pissed me off because it also... Dudes that I know have knowingly had all sorts of fucking unscrupulous substances ingested into their bodies without batting an eyelid uh, of a weekend, um, and then all of a sudden they're not going to take a fucking full-blown, professionally developed vaccination that billions of people around the world have already had because they're not sure what's in it. Like that argument's kind of fucking weak, man. It's it's. it's fucking weak if you don't if, if you you just don't like being told what to do and you're not down with the way the government is fucking trying to jam this down your throat and forcing your hand i get it 100 percent. but don't tell me it's because you don't know what's in it it's fucking poxy all right it's 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 a weak argument for certain people unless your body is a fucking temple and you know every single thing you put in it you don't drink coca-cola or fucking soft drink you know you don't eat sugar you don't don't eat, drink fucking alcohol that's for damn sure and you fucking meditate every single night while doing yoga on your head, wearing your fucking vegan-friendly underwear, then this, I don't want to hear it because it's bullshit. We all fucking put sh- sh- all sorts of shit in our fucking body all the time. Not even just drugs, shitty food. You eat fucking Maccas, what's in it? You don't know. Woosah. <sighs>
sorry, but that argument's fucking weak. You don't like being told what to do and you don't like the way the government's taking your freedom away from you. Awesome. I'm fucking with you. This isn't the fight. It's a lost fight. It's not going to get you anywhere except limited opportunities moving forward. The fight's next year. That's the fight. You, you're jumping the gun. It's, you, you guys are jumping the gun, right? It's, it's next year, man, and we've got to come out in force and all fucking go, fuck you, pay me. That's, what, that's it. That's what we want next year, right? Mate, what do I know? What do I fucking know? I'm a fucking dumbass dreadlocked carpenter from fucking Port Edmund, so don't, don't listen to me, right? But that's my opinion, and it's my podcast, so I'm allowed to put my opinion on here, so just, yeah. <sighs> Look, I reckon... I reckon I've ranted pretty hard for about half an hour on that right now. So I'm just, I'm going to ease out of it. I'm going to ease out of it and try and find something else to talk about. I'm sure there's some other shit that's been going on that everyone else wants to hear about. But I reckon half an hour of me just ranting um, on my own uh, is probably enough. Um, but that that is, I hope I give some people some food for thought there. And that's my honest, honest to God opinion on the whole thing. Um, and I just had to get that out there. And I probably got a little bit excited a couple of times, but that's all right. I'm all good. So, on to something more positive. So, we got the new car, obviously. I told you that already. Uh, we went out camping last week. That's why I had, had a mate up here from, from um, down south, which so I, I didn't do the, the podcast last week. We went out uh, down to Cleverville. Cleverville went for a uh, had a had a camp out. Took my boy, my brother came as well. It was a little boys' night. Had a campfire because it was nice and chilly still, which was good. Woke up the next day, went for a fish, a bit of a dive, um, and we just had a rad time. Had a good time testing the car out, taking it on a long drive, testing out the new swag as well. That was cool, and um, and 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 it was good for me to get some like confirmation from myself about this canopy that we've spent all this money on because loading the ute up the back of the ute and i don't have any roof racks on the vehicle now or any shade or anything like that and having to jam a fridge in and an esky in and and swags and and everything in the back there and trying to sort of tetanus tetris tetanus tetris stack the thing and then getting there and forgetting a couple of simple things that i needed and having to unpack the whole ute to get to what i wanted like i'm just i'm so over that shit that I'm so glad I've got a canopy coming where I'm going to have everything I need in there. And I'm going to get out more and more often and the car drives like a dream. So I'm, I'm bloody stoked about that. That's a good, good positive. And got another trip out, maybe one of the last ones for the year because, you know, the, the nights are starting to warm up again now. I am sort of keen for a one more one more trip inland to one of the, um, one of the hot springs, the hot springs, the natural springs. Like Willy Wally, um, we'll see how that one pans out. But um, you know the year is motoring along fairly quickly. It's it's late October now, so we'll see how we go with that. But that was really nice, man. Nice to nice to get in there and and um, test that car out and go for a drive and catch up with me mate and take the boy out and he had he had a ball as well. Got in snorkeling in the water. That was the first time he'd been snorkeling and um he was all over it. He was frothing on it, so. That was pretty cool to see that happening. I'm going to go get him some little fins and and uh, mask that fits his little face a bit better, and and wait for the water to clear up so we can go for a dive out the front here. I've been talking about it for weeks now and frothing on the idea, but just can't get the right tides and winds and everything. And it's always so blowy lately, like especially in the Arvos, it really chops up and you get that green water out the front. You know, you're not going to be able to see the damn thing in, in the water out in front of you. Which actually reminds me, I, I got a t- 
I've got to tell you, first of all, I'll give a shout out to my mate Eli, who came up last weekend. One of my best mates I've had for years and years and years. He was my best, my best man at my wedding, you know, known him for whatever, 12 years, 13 years. Um, and so he's making um, some, I should have some to show you here. I don't, I'm using one, um, some, some, uh, iPhone, iPad, GoPro, media mounts, right? And they're called Shogun mounts. His nickname Shogun. Weird story. Don't really know the origin of it, but that's his nickname. Shogun is, and they're called Shogun mounts. And they're like heavy-duty um, mounts for phones and microphones and, yeah, uh, iPads and whatever the hell you want. There's a bunch of different connections and a bunch of different lengths and, and, and clip-on sort of um, designs. And they're like... They have like this, I should, should show people who are watching. Anyway, they've got like a, a wire running through the middle and this like, I can't remember what it's called. It's like, it's like a colourful centipede, like this sort of circular uh, ball and socket type um, plastic connection that goes along it and you just, they're real manoeuvrable. You can, like I said, there's a magnet end, there's clamp ends, there's kind of different kinds of clamp ends. Um, you hook them onto something. Some of them are made to hook onto a tree. Obviously, the magnets stick onto a bit of steel. There's ones clip onto a bench top, uh, and then the ends of them. Some have iPad clamps. Jeez, windy. Some of them had have iPad clamps. Some of them have iPhone clamps or phone clamps. You can put a GoPro in them. Um, all sorts of different shit. Some of them have got a magnet on the end. They stick like on both ends, and they, they you have a, a magnetic connection on your phone or whatever. So they're really handy. Um, he's going to be selling those on on Facebook. He's getting a uh, design up done up. He was talking to um, to Sam of uh, Under the Sun Designs, a friend of ours up here in Headland. While he was here, getting a, she's going to design something for him, and, and you'll get that out on on Facebook. So I'll be fucking blowing him up when that gets launched, and I'm um, talking about it all the time, and posting new shit on my my uh, social media feeds as well because they're really good mounts. The whole idea is that they're, they're a range of different options and uses. They're really strong, quick and easy. So you can literally have like a half a meter to, to 700 mil long arm that'll hold your iPad out at length and and take the weight of it, you know what I mean? And you can have them in all different set, set, set settings and situations, which is really great. It's really cool. Um, so yeah, like I said, I'll blow them, blow them up for those when, when they come out. I should use one for my fucking microphones. See if he makes one for those. Um, and he came up and visited us, right? Now, he's a miner, like he, he drives a bogger underground. Um, he's a bloke's bloke, like, you know, he, he's an excellent, you know, he loves the outdoors. He's fucking just a dude that gets shit done. He, he's, he's, uh, he's got a solid sort of head on his on his shoulders, right? And the point I'm telling you this is because we went diving and he was in there snorkeling around with Shady while I went out around the corner, around the point and the rock's a little bit deeper looking for some blue bone and shit. And it was really sandy, couldn't see a whole lot, only some small fish, didn't get really a good sight on anything. Um, then went back in and said, hey, we should get out to that that drop off a little bit further out, like, like 30, 40 metres out. We'll go swim out there over the sand and go to this drop off in the, the reef ledge and then see if we can't get on the other side of that. It might be a bit cleaner and see some, see some fucking, some fish. He goes, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. I was like, yeah, come on, mate, jump in. So left Shady on the beach with my brother. We jumped in, went for a paddle. We're just swimming out just through the ocean, right, and through it's just a big sand patch on the way out. And um, it was, I don't know, maybe three metres deep, four metres deep. Couldn't tell because once you got away from the rocks, from the from the point, it was just so, so much sand moving through. You could kind of just barely see your hand in front of your face, right? 
Um, and he sort of started freaking out a little bit. And I thought, come on, mate, you'll be right. Let's go. He goes, oh, man, it's fucking deep here. I don't know, don't know how deep it is. It could be anything out here. I'm like, mate, we're not that far off the beach. You'll be right. It's only a couple of metres, three metres or something. So I swam down to, to touch the bottom. And I literally, I had my spear gun. My spear gun was out in front of me. And if I didn't have my spear gun in front of me, I would have smacked my face into the sand. I stabbed the point of my spear gun in the sand. I thought, oh, shit. I've hit the bottom here because you just couldn't see. I couldn't tell the difference between the bottom and just the sand floating past my face. So I was like, oh, geez, it is pretty bad viz here. I pop up and I see him looking around on the side of him like this. His wild eyes on him. I said, what are you doing, man? And he goes, oh, it's fucking, could be anything out here, man. And I said, it's all right, mate, calm down. Fucking slow your heart rate down. Let's just paddle out get to that fucking ledge, not realising that he's, like, starting to freak out proper. He's, like, hyperventilating. I put my head in, start swimming, look back, and he's up again, looking left and right around himself. Could be anything out here. I said, come on, man. And then, and then he goes, ah, ah, something touched me, something touched me. And I look at him, and I look at him, and he's legit freaking out. I'm like, oh, fuck, he's, he's proper freaking out. And like I said, he's, got, he's, he's a man's man. He's solid head on his shoulder. We've been in some pretty dodgy and hairy situations together over the years, and he's always like, come on, fucking sort it out, mate. Get your shit together kind of bloke. Went to fucking Caragini with this guy with a dislocated knee fucking 10 years ago um, and a knee brace on. I'd literally dislocated it like a week before, could barely walk and went through all the fucking gorges doing the level four or five tracks and shit like that with him going, come on, mate, fucking hurry up. Stop being a princess. Like, this is the fucking kind of duty is. And he's freaking out in the water. And I'm thinking, what the fuck? I said, all right, mate, calm down. Let's turn around and go back. And I just have this vision of him like wild-eyed looking around him in the water like as if he's fucking got man-eating sharks circling him. And we start swimming back to the shore and I got about halfway back and just fell into a laughing fit. I had to pop my head up, pull my snorkel off and I was laughing top of my lungs for like a good minute or two. And he's like, oh yeah, come on, mate, fucking calm down. And I was like, I can't believe you. I was doing impersonations of him and shit. And just, it was that fucking funny, man. I just never seen him freak out. He was legit freaked out. So we paddled in anyway the rest of the way and fucking, yeah. Had a bit of a laugh about it, man. I just I kept laughing about it the rest of the day. I'd think about him freaking out and just have a good giggle to myself. It was fucking funny. And then I called me mate Kano um, um, after that and we'll just chat because he goes to Cleverville a bit. And we were talking about diving out the front there And he goes, oh yeah, yeah Yeah, I never go out the front straight off the beach there though Because I remember pulling crab pots up And there was fucking two tiger sharks hanging off my mate's crab pot And I was like, oh, you're right And Eli's out, yeah, fucking see, I told you, mate There's something out there <laughs> You fucking need to get hit by a shark You mate, mate, touched by a turtle or a piece of seaweed or something But um, yeah, okay, apparently there's tigers that like to fucking swim through there And nibble on, cra- uh, on crab pots But anyway it wasn't a fucking shark. There's no sharks out there. But, uh, mate, that was good fun and, and uh, good catch up with the, the bro as well. And, and um, you know, Uncle Eli, the kids call him. He stayed out here in the caravan. So it was the first guest we had to stay in the caravan too, which was pretty cool. And had a good old weekend. Um, which is funny, mate. We're, we're different creatures to what we used to be. It was like 8.30 at night each night. And we'd normally be like fucking hitting the rum by then and getting cr- tunes cranking and fucking having a smoke and a spliff and all that. So we were setting up to yarn for another five hours. And it was like 8.30. And we were like, like I'm, I want to turn in, mate. And he's like, yeah, it's like that look of like, yeah, I'm turning in too, bro. I'm fucking tired. <laughs> Just going about at 8.30 at night on the weekend and shit. I think I made him stay up till like 11 o'clock one night. Because I was like, bro, this is my Saturday night. I, this is the one night I get. We're not going to catch up again for, for the rest of the year. Let's you know, at least stay up and fucking talk a bit of shit. So we did that one night. And the other nights it was all fucking in bed just after Fat Cat. You kids don't know who Fat Cat is, do you? 
Mm, fat cat. You used to go to bed with fat cat at 7 or 7.30. I should know because I had to fucking go to bed with fat cat until I was like 13. Uh, anyway, it's another free-to-air fucking relic from an old... I wouldn't be surprised if they still bloody got him. I wouldn't be surprised if they're still running Fat Cat and Humphrey B. Bear on those fucking free-to-air TV shows. I wouldn't know, but I wouldn't be surprised. Fucking Fat Cat. Uh, I think I'm going to go out with that. You know what? Well, get the fuck out. That's a get the fuck out of here. That's some fucking weird animal. What, like, anything like a cat. Humphrey B. Bear. There was a... There was a there was another one. I'm sure there was a dog. There was a dog. There was Kenny, the echidna. They had a pretty rad song. Uh, there was a cartoon. But this, this, these fucking fully grown men in random animal suits that would come on. And I think they did like charity shit as well. But they'd come on every night with a fucking little song and tell all the kids to go to bed. Get the fuck out of here with that. What, what, the, what was that? Does that to help parents put their kids in bed or something? And who decides? Who the fucking who fucking decides across the nation that at fucking this time seven o'clock all the kids are going to bed? And then you're a fucking if you're a parent that runs things differently, you'd be feeling guilty all of a sudden because your kid goes to bed at eight thirty or some shit and sleeps like a baby all the way through to six o'clock and he's fine. I mean, I do put my kids in bed at 7 o'clock, but that's not the point here. I don't get told by a fucking toy cat. Maybe it's a relic from my past. Maybe it's, maybe it's it's subconsciously, subliminally burned into my brain that kids have to go to bed at 7 and I start getting fucking eh, eh, wigging out and getting uncomfortable if I don't put them in bed in t- on time because I was fucking told by a novelty, oversized fucking toy cat when I was when I was a kid that that's the time kids go to bed. And maybe that's why my kids push back so hard because they don't have some fucking weird fucking man dressed up in a fucking suit telling them to go to bed at seven o'clock every night. And they don't get it. They don't get it. Maybe we need to bring Fat Cat back. I think I'm fucking convinced. I think I've just been converted. We need to get Fat Cat back. Nah, get the fuck out of here. What am I talking about? Fuck Fat Cat. Look, mate, I'm going to go. Shit's getting weird. My language is getting foul. Um, I didn't give you a confessions with Davo because I ranted plenty on the beginning of this podcast, but I pr- oh, I don't promise one next week. Next week, I got a guess. I got a guess for you. What the fuck? Next week, some things just fell down in the background. I think I'm moving too much. I'm going to say it now, Premier. Um, I've got a date locked down. So uh, next week, we've got Bobby Lockyer coming on. Pretty stoked about that. Um, she'll be the first guest inside the caravan. I've got to try and make it not weird in here. Like, get her comfortable. You always got to make sure your guest is comfortable. You want them to feel at ease when they come in and sit down and, and, and get into the flow of things. So I need to rearrange things so we're not too close and we're, but we're facing each other. It's not awkward. Um, get a bit of a setup going on. It'll be the first guest in the caravan, Bobby Lockyer, um, the, the local artist. She's fucking on fire. She does all sorts of shit. I'm gonna have to do a bit more. Re- I've got a. I've already got a couple of pages of questions and information written down from months ago when I first contacted her. So I'll go back over my notes and and run through some of the shit that she's doing currently. But she does heaps of stuff, man, from designing clothes and you know, like designs for clothes. And um, she's into she's tied in with all these different um, art projects, and she's a painter and fucking just, just she does heaps of cool shit man she does heaps of stuff around town and and, and she's got d- designs on clothes and shit that have been featured at 
Paris Fashion Week, man. So like, she's she's killing it. She's got so many hats that she wears. Um, busy, busy girl. Um, absolute queen. I don't use that word often. I'm not a dude that just says everyone's a fucking queen. This chick is a queen. Um, so is my wife. I love you, mum. Love you, babe. But um, absolute queen, mate. And I'm pretty excited to get her on here. So on that note, I feel like I'm really, I'm just, I'm hyped up today for some reason. Uh, I got to call it. Sorry about the rant. It's my fucking opinion. Um, I hope you took something from it. And uh, we will check in next week again. Episode number 107. I'll have to see what her favourite song is. That's what you should do. I used to find out the favourite songs and music of the guest and then pick one based off that. So we're going to be going back down that track this week. Look forward to it. I'll see you all then. Um, yeah. Fucking, what should I get out of the corny saying? Like, roll up for WA, like the fucking vaccinators have to wear. Anyway, take it easy, y'all. I'm just rambling now. All right, peace.